is the Drusha summary for Parshas Bereshis 2022. We opened up our Drusha this week asking what happened the sixth day of creation. What happened on that day? And we noted that so much happened, but it begins with God creating man and placing man in the Garden of Eden. Adam then sins and is banished from his perfect idyllic environment. And the rest of history is, in the words of the Kabbalists, trying to return to Adam Kodem trying to go return to that perfect idyllic place of Gan Eden. That is the goal of history, to get us back into Gan Eden. We noted, however, Rashi points out a peculiarity in the way in which God takes Adam and places him in the Garden of Eden. The Pasuk tells us God takes man and places him in the Garden of Eden. Says Rashi, what does it mean? And this is the peculiar part. Not that God just picked Adam up and plopped him in the Garden of Eden. Perhaps even God forms Adam from the earth of Gan Eden and then leaves him in Gan Eden, the way in which I always thought. But rather, God created Adam, places him outside the Garden of Eden, and then with words, he convinces Adam. He encourages Adam with nice words and says, I think this is a place you should live. You should go to Gan Eden. You should dwell there. That should be your new home. It's not that God picked up Adam and placed him there, but rather God convinced Adam that it's best for him to be in Gan Eden. The question is why, obviously? Why? Why did God have to convince Adam to enter the Garden of Eden? Why couldn't God, who's all-powerful, almighty, who just literally created the world from nothing, why couldn't God also place Adam in the Garden of Eden, and that's where the story could have started. What's the significance of God having to convince Adam that he wants to be in Gan Eden? And we gave two answers. The first answer came from the Maharal. The Maharal points out, Do you know why? It's impossible to take a person and force him to do anything. Because the essence of a person and it's at his essence, at his core, is his mind, is his, is his, is the, his brain, is his power to think. And yes, while we can subjugate someone physically, we can force someone into slavery, ultimately we can't create that slave mentality in a person that has to come from within. In order to effectuate change, in order to make anyone do something, it's not about forcing them, but about educating them and encouraging them and telling them and explaining to them why it's best for you. As... Viktor Frankl pointed out there are times when the captor is more enslaved than the captured because it's about a mindset and not about where you are physically. However, we took this one step further. We said as follows. Do you know why God wanted Adam to have to walk into the Garden of Eden himself? Do you know why God had to tell Adam, here is a garden. It's yours for the taking. Here is a garden. I'm encouraging you to go there because it's yours. You're supposed to be there. That's your place. You know why God had to do that and didn't just plop Adam into the Garden of Eden? Because as we, God has recognized something fundamental about human nature and the way in which we humans act. Oftentimes, when we have a goal, when we have a struggle, when we are striving to get somewhere, to attain some sort of goal, be it a personal goal and who we want to be, to become the best version of ourselves, perhaps it's a professional goal, where we want our job to be and how we want our profession to look, or maybe it's with our families. We have a goal of how we want our families to look, to be inspired, to get along, just to, in, or to function in a way in which brings us nachas. We get so caught up in the noble pursuit of the excellence of trying to achieve our goals, a noble, noble pursuit, that sometimes we fail to recognize the successes along the way. We neglect to notice 
what we attained in the process of trying to reach our ultimate goal. We fail, to we fail to take that moment to step back and appreciate that in a way, perhaps, we may not be in the Garden of Eden all the time, but we are, in some sense, have attained some amount of closeness and connection to the Garden. That the goal that we are striving to, to some extent, has been actualized. To some extent, we're there already. We have become so ambitious. We always want to grow. We want to do better. We want to be better. We want to be that best version of ourselves, and that pursuit may blind us to our own accomplishments causing us to forget to take stock and notice how much we have succeeded. And therefore, God, God said to Adam, not I'm convincing you to enter this place because I want you to be in the Garden of Eden, but rather God was telling Adam, look around you, Adam. You have access to the Garden. You are there. Slow down for a moment and appreciate in your noble pursuit of whatever it may be. Recognize you are already, you are, you are already in that Garden. Don't allow the honorable and admirable pursuit of excellence blind you to what you have attained in the process. Take stock and appreciate what you have. It's as if God was saying to Adam, keep growing, but also appreciate what you have now, what you've accomplished already, that you're in the Garden of Eden. You have access to it. Coming off this holiday season of a month of constant growth, of aspiration, of ambition, of trying to attain goals that may we may have succeeded in attaining some of them. Perhaps they, allude, they eluded us totally. The message of El of Cheshvan, the message of this next month, a month that's totally devoid of any sort of holidays, is perhaps to look around and appreciate what we did accomplish. That even if we have not reached our entire goal, even if we fell short, look around and appreciate that we did grow. We did learn that in our pursuit to reach the excellence, don't neglect the fact that we have so much and we've attained so much. Look around. See what you've how you've grown. See what you've learned. See how wonderful your family is. See how wonderful your community is. Always, always dream big, but don't neglect what you have. Recognize that we may not be entirely in the Garden of Eden, but we're slight, slow, slightly closer, that we can experience some of it even right now. The message of the month of Hezron is to give ourselves the permission to exhale. To acknowledge and to congratulate ourselves on the growth and the hard work that we put in and for the blessings we have in our life. To look around and see our accomplishments. To see the Garden of Edens in our life and for a moment at least, appreciate it. For a moment at least, congratulate ourselves on what we have and for a moment recognize, look, we may not be at the ultimate goal. We may not have achieved the excellence we dream of, but we've got something. We have something. Look around and see that as well.